0: Welcome to Canyon Hills San Luis Obispo podcast. We hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and equips you to become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Since you've been here this morning, when you got here, from the time worship started, to the time you started watching this story, at, at any point you got distracted. I want you just to slip up a hand here real quick. Okay, great. All of us. I love you people so much. I feel like I'm at home. I feel like you're family, because I'm the same way. Now, let me kind of let you into my world here a little bit on a Sunday morning. Sometimes it is so easy for me to get distracted in a lot of different ways that I could find myself wondering, Rich, do you really know where you are in this moment right now? For, For example, about a month ago, standing right here on this stage, looking out a couple of windows as I gazed to my right like I normally do when I speak, literally two vehicles pulled up in our parking lot, parked in the back section with a bunch of stuff on the back of their vehicles, took them off the vehicles, switched them, and it would appear to be either handed a cash or some check to each other during a service. As I'm talking to you, I'm seeing this taking place, and that's probably why a lot of you looked at me like, what in the world is he saying today? Because I can get easily distracted. Matter of fact, I could sometimes look out in the crowd and see the face of one of you and remind myself of a conversation that we had throughout the week while I'm speaking in this moment, but yet remembering everything we talked about completely distracted. Then there are times where I could see a light or something kind of go off or someone in the back running frantically to and fro like I saw Kevin doing during our worship set as he was going out of the door and back in the door and out of the door and back in the door during worship. Like, I know I'm back there playing, but when I play, I still worship while I play. Yet I was so distracted on what was going on that I was like, Who knows? But yet still playing all at the same time. I don't know about you, but I could probably tell by your laughs, your smiles, that I'm not the only one who could be easily distracted. There you go, right there. Just distracted the whole group, just like that. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) Kind of. It's easy to get distracted. Um, Maybe, just maybe, this describes you a little bit. Let me just take again read this. You're working on a task. You're like, you know what? I'm going to spend some time today in God's Word. I'm going to read my Bible today. I'm going to go for about 10 minutes. And as you're reading that Bible, things begin to happen. All of a sudden, what you thought was, was quiet, all of a sudden now is going, going off. Like this. Oh, there we go. Hold on, hold on. No, no, back back to Bible, back to Bible. Gotta got focus on the Bible. Okay, gotta pray, gotta pray. Nope, nope, still going off. Has ever happened to anybody else but me? Am I, okay, stop, stop. Am I the only one? Like, you wanna do something really good? And sometimes it's not always like a spiritual thing. Like sometimes you gotta do something. Like, have a conversation with your kid, right? Like, Jacob, Paul, Shepard, your hair is getting so long. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself because I'm the one who has to look at it all the time. And I'm like, I think you and I should have a conversation about why I think you should keep your hair short rather than long. But hold on, I'll get to you in just a moment because daddy's got a text coming through and, uh, and I, I need to check that out. Oh, there's another one. Oh, now it's, oh, wait, that's actually my youth pastor. Hey, I love Butcher Box. Try Butcher Box today. No joke, true story. hold hold, hold on pastor joe hi pastor joe um what live stream um so jacob um listen i want to talk with you about something because i think it's it's rather important that you and i would talk about this because i think it's going to shape your future wait hold on daddy got another text now i'm probably embellishing here a little bit but just like that in a moment completely distracted on something that really really matters now everyone smile at me real quick and say, been there, done that, or been there still doing that. You just get distracted. Like, I don't know what it is about life, but it just is like anytime time I set myself out to do something that I really need to spend some time on, it's like, no, I've gotta, I, I, I get distracted and I'm off. Okay, let me just speak your language. You start watching YouTube, you're gonna watch one video. Someone posted a picture of a cute little kitten. You're gonna watch the video of the cute little kitten And then the next thing you know, you're three hours deep into YouTube. Now I'm talking your language. Where did it all start? Distraction. Everyone, look at your neighbor, say, distraction. You get distracted. All all of us do. And so today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about this idea of distraction. Because if you're not careful, especially, especially in this holiday season, especially in what we're going to refer to for decades to come, the COVID era, but especially, hear me close, in life, if you don't learn how to deal with a little thing called distraction, it will affect your life big time. Now, look at the word distraction, and it actually is derived from a Latin word, that was formed in the 1590s. And what it simply means is it means this, it's a, it's a pulling apart, it's a separating, or it's a means of drawing the mind into different directions. Now, whether we wanna realize this or not, in the form of distraction, there's an enemy in every force in hell trying to distract you from living a life that really matters most. But we don't really think about that. Think about this. Every demonic force wants to divide your mind, discourage your soul, disengage your faith, and distract you from the things that matter most. You see, I believe this to be true. The devil doesn't need to destroy you if he can distract you. See a lot of times what we think is something big has to come our way for my life to be ruined. I don't think that's always the case. I think it's the little things that add up to big things, especially in the kingdom of God, that if he can distract you from that, that over time, what begins to happen is you begin to separate yourself, especially from the things of God. That's why it is no coincidence, when you decide to spend time with God, that almost every force, even this little thing right here, gets in the way, because he's trying to distract you, because that will, in the end, it'll destroy you. So there's a story in the Bible that I think helps us understand this very long introduction of distraction. If you want to grab your Bibles, I want you to go to to the book of Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. We're going to start in verse number 38. We're going to read through 42, and this is a story of, of two sisters almost makes you want to break out in a Broadway song when you say two sisters, but I don't like Broadway or musicals. And so if you're ever inviting me over to your house to watch a musical, I'm going to turn you down. Not doing it. Story of two sisters. Let's read this. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. It says, Now it happened that as they went, that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha, everyone say Martha, welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, say Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. I want you to remember that. Sitting at the feet of Jesus, hearing his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. This sounds like my household with my two boys. One likes to clean, the other does not. And Every parent in here said amen and jesus answered and said to her martha 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 anyways moving on you are worried and troubled about many things key word many but one thing is needed and mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her there's a few things i want us to note about this passage of scripture number one we have to understand that Martha was the host. You've heard me say this before, but I believe when it comes to this story that Martha gets a bad rap. In other words, she gets looked down upon, which in the story, there's a spiritual principle here. But you have to understand that Martha was doing this is because she was supposed to be doing this. If you go back up to the earlier verses, who invited Jesus into the house? Martha so culturally she would be responsible for preparing for cleaning for cooking for cleaning again and hosting every single person that comes into the room it wasn't that she was doing the wrong thing she was doing what she was supposed to be doing and the reality is mary is not sitting at the feet of jesus listening to his words if martha isn't preparing so there's a the truth here it's allowed like church on sunday You guys got to enjoy worshiping at the feet of Jesus because a group of people came here early to set the table for you they turn on the lights they got the computers they got the worship team all around and because of that work because that's what they do you got to come and you got to sit and worship make sense no difference here Martha needed to be the one doing this I, I I thank God for Martha's some of you should probably say amen a whole lot louder than that because you're a lot like Mary Mary, to me, is the one just sitting, just letting life go. Martha's the one paying the bills so the lights stay on. Martha's going to be the one that when you show up on Christmas Day to your living room, that presents are actually in wrapping. Y'all should love Marthas, Martha, Martha, Martha. She's good. Listen, if it were up to Mary, your PG&E bill would not be paid. There would be no Christmas presents. Martha, Marthas are good. They just, they get stuff done. It's a good thing. But what I really love about this story, more specifically, what I love about this story is I love how Jesus handles Martha. He handles Martha with both care and candor. The word candor, in other words, he addresses her in truth, but he does it with, with lots of love. In essence, he's like, Martha, Martha, you, you've, you've got a really good heart, but here's the thing, you're distracted. You've got great intentions, but you're distracted. And I think sometimes with us, it's, it's the same. We all have very good intentions. We set a goal to say, hey God, you're number one in my life. And my life is going to reflect that. I think everybody in this room, we'd agree, that's what we want. And here's the great part that you need to understand about about God. God believes in your best intentions. God is for you. It doesn't matter how many times you've said, God, this week is the week where I am reading your word seven days in a row. It's going to happen, God. And God up in heaven goes, I believe in you, son. I believe in you, daughter. But what happens? Distractions. The alarm doesn't go off. Or it went off, but snooze happened 10 times after it went off. And now the next thing we know, we're late getting to work. You guys know what I'm talking about? Is this real enough? Like, this is all of us. God, my intention is to serve your kingdom. And God, when I serve your kingdom, God, I'm going to be faithful in serving your kingdom. Even when I don't feel like it i'm still showing up because i gave my word right. but how many guys know it's easy to get distracted or uh-oh this might get quiet in here or something else comes up that just seems a lot more appealing you know what that is that's a distraction And there's a lie that we buy into it says okay i can just pick it up next week okay sure you can but what are you missing out on this week and what happens when that week where you backed out of everything on distraction happens again the next week and then the next week and might i even say again the next week you have a life that is void of something very powerful because distraction my phone just went off. I got this email. Uh-oh, somebody posted that cat video again. Gotta see that one. Uh-oh, hold on, hold, hold, hold on. I gotta check my social media because I put a filter on that photo and the hashtag right there is bound to get me some followers. Hold on, let me check that real quick. My, my kids, they gotta be at baseball. Baseball, not soccer, because baseball is a sport. Another kid has to be at dance. And somehow, on the way of doing all of that, I've got to actually put food into their stomach. I've got so many places to go, so many things to do. Oh, another cat post. Distracted. I'm trying to drive this point home. Distracted, distracted, distracted. But you know what's interesting to me? Let's go back to the story in Luke. It's interesting to me that Martha She wasn't doing something bad or wrong. She was doing something good, but she wasn't doing what was best. Now, I want you to hear me. Sometimes we have to recognize that so often the most difficult choices aren't between good and bad, but between good and best. And that's where it gets really tricky. Anybody ever been puzzled by a decision you have to make that are two good decisions, but there's a better one? It's difficult. You see, if your enemy can't make you bad, he'll distract you away from using your life to the things that honor God and make an external difference, and he'll distract you and have you walk away from God's best over your life. So here's the question that I want to answer today is how do we allow God to help us choose best? How do we do that? If there's good and best, if that's where the hard decisions are, how do I choose best over good? I want to give you three points, and then I want to let the scripture speak to us all, okay? Number one is this, is you have to limit your distractions. If you want God's best, you got to limit your distractions. I love what the apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 7 35, and this I say for your own profit not that i may put a leash on you but for what is proper and that you may serve the lord without distraction he says i want you to do whatever will help you serve god the best in other words i don't want you to accept average or mundane or normal but i want you to do what helps you serve the lord the best you can with as limited distractions as possible. Now, I know I've joked about it a lot today. Because the Trinity for most, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Or the Holy Spirit, depending on which translation you read. Nowadays, though, it seems like it's the Father, Son, and the mobile device. I know this is just one area. It's not the only area I'm going to talk about. Because we've all been there, where this thing consumes. The minute it gets quiet in a room, what do we do? Where's my phone? Hmm? Do you know statistics show that a person cannot handle more than 10 minutes away from their cellular device? 10 minutes. Do you know that if you're a young person in this room and you start doing this, that most people average spend two hours a day on social media? Two hours on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, MySpace, whatever, I don't know. Two hours. And it might get real quiet in here and we wonder why our lives are not productive. And we wonder why our children would rather do the same thing on their devices. Because that's what they see mom and dad do. And we wonder why, hold on here, I can't memorize scripture. And we wonder why I don't have a consistent Bible reading. And we wonder why our prayer lives aren't working. And we wonder why we don't have enough time. You have all the time in the world you need. Since you're getting quiet, I'll keep going. (laughs) Keep going. Thank you. Listen, we all... Fall into this some of you you are so concerned with the minute that text message comes through. I have to respond to them right now No, you don't Listen if the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning Is check your Facebook Your face is in the wrong book How many notifications do I have? How many likes do I have? How many shares do I have? I'm so guilty of this. You know the worst thing Apple's ever done? Some of you go, you want me to get the list out? (laughs) Let me tell you one of the worst things they did. A couple updates back, they started doing this whole thing where they track the amount of screen time that you have? Did anybody else get really shocked by how much time they spent on their phone when that came through? And we wonder why there's no real connection with people. I'll never forget the time Vanessa looked at me and said, hey, we've been sitting at a restaurant for 30 minutes. Do you wanna get off that now? I'll never forget the countless times I would go over to my in-laws when I was dating their daughter, and I was so consumed with following up with every single person after church on Sunday that I couldn't even connect with my family under the same roof. And friends, it doesn't just stop there. This isn't just a whole, let's just bash media, and let's bash this. This is a powerful tool that can do a lot of good so if you're hearing me say bad 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 no 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 no, no. i'm not saying that i'm saying though this can be a distraction if you're not careful and social media can tear your life apart if you're not careful but there's plenty of other things that distract us from the things that matter most this is good but i would tell you right now this is not best so I'm i'm gonna help you today some of you who have a struggle with this and we all have, why don't you just go home today and put this thing away? Matter of fact, why don't you put a basket in your house and when you get home from work, it goes in that basket. And you start to spend time with those in your home. Connect with your children. Color, go to the park, play football. Hit golf balls. That was my Saturday. My boys. I even posted a video yesterday of MJ hitting golf balls, and right after I posted it, I was like, you know what? He probably turned around and saw me do that, but I wonder if he even knew I was recording him. Maybe he could have thought, hey, Dad took me out to hit golf balls, but he's returning some text messages. I want to do that. Y'all are quiet today. I don't know how you guys are doing online right now, considering they're using a mobile device. So thankful for technology. You got to limit your distractions. I don't know where God would speak to you on this, but can I just encourage you that if you're convicted during this part, that's God's way of saying, hey, I'm getting your attention today. So when you get home today, you put some work in. This is what I'm doing. This is what we're doing in my house. This is what I'm doing personally. Limit the distractions. Point number two. You got to prioritize and focus on what's important. Time to prioritize. Proverbs chapter four, verse 25. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. I love how the message puts it. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all sideshow distractions. Watch your step and the road will stretch out smooth before you. What we've got to do is if we want want God's best and not just good, we've got to prioritize and focus on what's more important. How do we do that? Looking straight ahead. If you ever drive by this, this neighborhood, you'll see right across the street, there's these two trees. And a group of kids will get together and they'll put a tightrope across there you ever try to get up on one of those before if you have not let me give you a little bit of advice when you hop on that tightrope do not look to the left or to the right you will fall i only know this because i found that out very quickly mr i think i'm athletic oh i could do this pop on top of there balance myself i got this so I'm trying to connect with our neighborhood. I walk out across the street, I introduce myself, they introduce themselves. I didn't ask the question, what are you doing? Cause it's very apparent what they're doing. They're walking on a rope. And I said, I would love to give that a try. Now I would think they would go, here's a couple of things you need to know. No, they didn't do that. <laughs> nope, not at all. So I got up and the minute I got my second foot on that rope, it went that way and I went that way, just like that. To which then, one of them so graciously said, would you like me to tell you what you did wrong? And in my head, I'm having an internal conversation like, I wish you would have told me what to do before I got on top of here. But my ego did not ask either, so I refrained from saying what I was thinking, which is great advice for most of us. Sometimes what you're thinking does not need to be said. Keep it to yourself. So. I said, I would love for you to tell me what I did wrong so I don't fall on my back again. Thank you. This is all they said. You didn't put your eyes forward. That's it. They said, well, it takes some balance, but you need to keep your eyes that way. He said, you can look down, but don't look to the left or the right. Remind you of a story, by the way, in the Bible? A guy by the name of Peter. Peter. When his eyes were fixed on Jesus, he didn't see the waves and the storms and all that stuff. He saw Jesus. What happened when he took his eyes off Jesus who was straight ahead of him? Everything fell apart. It's the same thing with us as Nate comes. It's the same thing with us. You need to prioritize and determine what matters most and then fix your eyes on those things. You need to have a fixed purpose. Listen, only a few things are really important. Therefore, I'm going to distance the distractions. So in my life, this is how I break up my life. Your type A OCD pastor does it this way. My job every single day is to connect with God, connect with my family, connect with my health, connect with my calling, and connect with my friends. That's my priorities every single day. It's how God wired me, so I embrace this. Every single day when I get ready to go to bed, I'm asking myself, did I connect with God today? The way that I should. And if I didn't, I'm going to evaluate and say, hey, you know what, I allowed that distraction and that thing and that thing to get in the way of me connecting with God. So tomorrow, I'm gonna be mindful of that. Did I connect with my family? Does my wife know by my actions and my words today that outside of God, she's number one? Does she know that? Did I serve her to the best of my ability? Do my kids know they're loved? And then dad looked them in the eyes, asked them how their day was going spend some time together let me, let me just tell you how you spell time or love with your children this is how you spell love with your children t-i-m-e time did I connect with them did, did I connect I know this sounds crazy but did I, did I connect with my health by taking care of myself now, I'm, I, you guys know me, I don't get this right all the time. I could talk about all the CrossFit I want, but that double-stuffed Oreo package that tends to go in one night, oops. Not saying it's bad to enjoy, but I want to take care of myself. I want to be here a long time. Doesn't mean I can't enjoy good things and definitely sweet things, because I'm going to enjoy those. And every once in a while, I'm going to enjoy that late-night run at Taco Bell. Ashley. You and me, friend. When you when given the option between a really nice restaurant or Taco Bell, I find myself leaning towards Taco Bell. And I found out I'm not the only one. This is great. I told Vanessa it'd be great on our budget. She's like, that's not a date night. I go, oh. All right. Did I connect with my calling? Listen, a lot of you guys think you have a career. You don't have a career, you have a calling. Stop looking at your job like it's a career and start looking at it like it's a calling. God gave you the gifts, the talents, and the abilities to do what it is you do around the people that you do it around. That's a calling. Find ways to let people know that you love God. Be a person of character. Show up early, leave late if you have to, put in the hours, do something kind and don't get any recognition for it. That's your calling. You don't just punch the clock in and out. No, 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 no. You're missing out on the opportunities that God's placing before you if you look at your job as a career, calling. And what's amazing to me is when you begin to treat it like a calling, you actually do the job much better, and God begins to elevate you to a place. Side note, and did I connect with my friends? I've learned that life is never, ever worth doing alone. Now listen, it's hard to connect with a lot of people. There's only so much time in the day. But it doesn't give you the excuse to not connect. If you're isolated and you have no one in your life to spend time with, it's time to pray that person into existence. You need to live life. You need to do all you can. You need to connect. God never wired you to do it alone. So number one, we're going to limit the distractions we're going to prioritize and focus on what's important and then lastly is we're going to listen and respond to the voice of God. If you want God's best, you've got to listen to him. The book of Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21 says, "Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, "This is the way. Walk in it." Whenever you turn to the right hand, or whenever you turn to the left. I love this verse. Look look, look at it again. Your ears shall hear a word, what's it say, behind you. God's voice leading you, yes, make that decision right there, yeah, I want you to do that. Yes, 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 yes. yeah. Yeah, go bless that person. I want you to do that. This voice behind you that's saying, no, don't do that. There's like there's this this promise that God directs us with a whisper, with a nudging. You see, when you seek God, you'll learn to hear God. God still speaks. Respectfully, please don't let any person, preacher, TV preacher tell you that God stopped speaking long ago. That's ridiculous. God speaks. He spoke the world into existence, by the way, with his words, not his hands. He speaks. Listen, if you've never heard from God, open his word. He always speaks through his word. He'll speak to you through the voice of his spirit. He'll speak to you through people. Speak to you through a message. He could speak to you through a song. You know what I've learned? It doesn't diminish the word, but there's been times when I've walked out of a church service where I got a word from God during worship. And yeah, the message was good, but the big takeaway for that day was God said something to me in that worship set. And I got some things that I need to do. Which is another way for me to encourage you, don't ever be idle during worship. It's a time to connect with God. It's a time to lift your voice and to sing. Listen, I've learned that God can do more in three seconds than he can do with a 30-minute message in his presence. If you're willing to press in and not get distracted. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Why'd they get so quiet? Why, why are they not singing right now? What's going on? Doesn't matter. Are you worshiping during worship? Worship. Oh, that drummer. Gosh, he is so off tempo. Cool. Well, I guess that means I'm not worshiping today. You just missed out. Secondly, pray for that drummer. He don't know what he's doing. You guys got what I'm getting. You get what I'm getting at. You picking up what I'm putting down? Okay, all right, he'll speak to you. You'll have a voice telling you yes, telling you no, why is this all important? I said it last week and I'll say it again. Because your life is too valuable, your calling is too great, and your God is too good to be distracted by the things that do not last. Why do I need to limit the distractions? Very simple, your life is too valuable. There's too much on the line. The calling that God has given you, it's too great. It's needed. If God wanted somebody else, he'd get somebody else. But God wants you to be where you are. Wherever your feet are, that's where you are. And God wants you there. You say, well, what if I don't want to do, if I don't want to do what God wants me to do, God will get someone else. Maybe. But he sure didn't do that for Jonah, did he? So why do we buy into the lie that says, hey, if I don't do this, God will just find someone else? What if God has brought you into this time and this life for this purpose for right now? Your life is too valuable. Your calling way too great. And Your God way too good. He's too good. To be missed by distractions that will never last. When this life is said and done, like I said last week, your stuff don't go with you. Just you and just people, amen? Everyone just say, God's too good. No more distractions. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on social media to hear more about what God is doing through our church at Canyon Hills, San Luis Obispo. For more information, visit us at canyonhills.com.